All right, Revelation chapter 12, if you would. Revelation chapter 12. I'm going to, preach, I'm going to teach on that subject this morning. I might, do, I might turn into preach. I'm not sure if I'll take this into the next hour or not. I'll just let the Lord kind of go. It seems like maybe that's the direction it's going to go today. Because I don't think everything I got for Sunday school will be able to get into Sunday school. So maybe the Lord will just keep us right here. We'll see. But Revelation chapter 12 this morning, it's good to have Brother Ryan here and Sister Karen. We will uh, celebrate them tonight. So make sure you come back. Bring lots of money. Lots and lots of money. I got that right, right? Lots and lots and lots and lots. Hold on. Let me look and see how many lots you get. I'm just kidding with you. So just, just come back tonight and we'll enjoy the things of the Lord. And All right. Revelation chapter 12. Pick it up if you would. Oh, just drop down to verse number nine. In verse number nine, you get four names for the devil here, four names for the enemy. <clears throat> but look what it says. It says, Brother Todd, will you fill my cup again with some coffee? My throat just needs a little hot instead of, instead of the water. I'll just take a regular cup out of there so you don't mind. Straight black, don't spit in it. <clears throat> That's my fear. If I even just think somebody's, I just... You know what Riley's fear was when she was in there? I don't know if she's watching at home, but she'll be all right. She'll get over it. You know what her fear was? She was, she was, her, she was afraid she was going to wake up during surgery. Now, I'm going to preach on fears today a little bit, fear of the Lord. And no matter how many times we told her, no matter how many times the surgeon told her, no how much time the anesthesiologist spent with her, it was just in her mind. It was a fear she had. You know, sometimes the only way you get an answer to your fears is God and God alone. And you might not be able to get past him, but thank God you can trust him. You know what she had to do? She had to fall asleep with that fear. She went under the, under the juice with that fear. But she went under that knowing that she has the Lord. Boy, what a blessing, man. And you know what happened? She didn't wake up during it. And so you know what she saw? She saw that the Lord can help her even overcome her fears. So maybe whatever you're fearing this morning, you say, I just can't get past, aren't you? Glad, thank you, sir. You can trust the Lord with it. Amen, amen. So here in Revelation chapter 12, verse number 9, I'm going to go on the subject of deception today and deceiving and being deceived. And one of the tools the devil has is deception. So he looks in verse number 9. It says, in the great dragon, that's the first one was cast out, the old serpent, that's the second one. Now, we, we went through Revelation, I'm not going to go through these names again with you this morning. Called the devil and Satan, please turn the air conditioner on, which deceiveth the whole world, if you're cold, you won't keep it on long, just enough to take a little bit of the, the heat out, which deceiveth the, the what? So you, listen, no one's, no one's out, of, out of reach. Don't think you're out of reach this morning. I don't care how long you've been saved, how much you're, how much, well, I'm a Bible believer, we'll get all that stuff. Listen, there's a place, and the Bible says, give no place to the devil, right? You know what the devil knows? The devil knows your heart, like, like, like better than you know your heart also. Yeah. Why he watches you. Why, because I mean, your first point's going to come, is you, you, we're, we're easily deceive ourselves. So here it comes here, and he says here, he says, which deceiveth the whole world, there's your word. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So number one, go to Jeremiah chapter 17. We talked about deception this morning and being deceived. Number one, we can deceive ourselves. You heard me, right? 
We can deceive ourselves. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you convinced yourself of something and you think it's God and it's not God at all. You just have deceived yourself. You've taken a lie that you have believed for so long about yourself and the deception and you think God's telling you it. It's not God at all. It's the devil. I'll show you here later on here some things like that. But one of the things you first better do is you better make sure your heart is really right with God. Why? Because if you leave any pride in there, you leave any place for the devil to get in there, he knows who to come and deceive because, listen, when there's something in there that allows that little bit of pride, the devil knows a little bit of leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Right? So he knows somebody who still has that flesh, and it's that flesh, and, you know, as much as we think we're going in the spirit and filling the spirit and walking in the spirit and being led by the spirit, maybe your flesh has a little bit of hold of you. And that, that little bit of hold, you can get in there and you can deceive yourself and make decisions thinking it's God and it's just you doing what you want to do. So look what he says in Jeremiah 17, very familiar verse, all right? <laughs> Talking about your heart this morning. You ever wonder why so much about the heart in the Bible? So much about your heart and not following your heart and make sure you got the book to guide your heart and fill your heart and be filled with the Spirit and those kind of things. Why? Well, here in Jeremiah chapter 17, you know the verse, a very familiar verse. And don't follow your heart. Why? Verse number nine. The heart is deceitful. Well, I'm thought I'm saved. Jesus lives in my heart, right? Well, he's in my heart. So if he's in my heart, then man, everything I do must be of God. No, no. Thank God he's your soul and your spirit. And he made alive and he's in you and is a new creature and Christ is in you. But your heart can still, is still deceitful. Amen. You better get a hold of this truth this morning, right? Because if you don't get a hold of this thing, you'll find yourself in the hands and the deception of the Lord there. And you know the Antichrist won't get here until we leave out of here or you would show up and stuff, but we won't be here for the tribulation. But I'm going to tell you what you do have today. You have the spirit of the Antichrist here. And you know what the Antichrist is going to do? He can, he can deceive the whole... The Antichrist is going to sit down in the throne of David in Jerusalem, in the temple, and they're going to bow down and worship him as God. You tell me he couldn't deceive you and me? That spirit's here today, ladies and gentlemen. So he comes in here and he says in 17.9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Now here comes the question. Who can know it? Well, you need to answer that question. Who knows it? Well, first of all, God knows your heart. You know God knows your heart better than you know your heart? Well, I know my heart. Nobody knows your heart like God knows your heart. You know who else kind of knows some things? The devil knows some things about you. Well, he's got a bunch of minions out there reporting back to him saying, oh, you, yeah, here, you can get him here. I've watched them. I've been in their rooms. I've heard them. I've seen them in secret. I've seen them when they thought they were all by themselves. I saw the bitterness. I saw the things. I saw them questioning God. I saw some places. I, it says give no place to the devil, but, oh, there's a place there. If you hit them right here, they'll deceive. You can get them with deception there. Why? The devil. You better be careful. You better be careful. You better be careful. Take your Bible and go to Galatians chapter 6, please. The only one who knows your heart at all times is the Lord. Well, preacher, I know my heart. I know, I know, I know. Well, I hope so, and I trust so. But I'm going to tell you times, there are times that you probably don't know your heart as well as God knows your heart. And you think you're walking with the Lord, and you think you're filled with the Spirit, and you think it's God leading you and God directing you, and maybe it's the devil that's got a little ground there to deceive you. So here he comes in Galatians chapter 6. You know what opens your heart up to deception? 
what's the five things in Isaiah? I, 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 I. The middle letter, the middle letter of pride is I. So pride, pride is the gateway for the devil to deceive, for your flesh to deceive you, for you to be deceived by your own self. Look at Galatians 6. We'll come back to this chapter maybe later if we get to it. Brethren, so you know who he's talking to now, right? You know who he's talking to, right? You're, you're in the Pauline epistles. You're talking about saved people here. I hope I'm preaching to saved people today. I'm teaching saved people today. Don't think you're beyond being deceived by the devil or by your own self. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. So it means you can be overtaken. And some, uh, man, listen, thank God for restoration. We, we need spiritual people. Uh, you just think you're spiritual. No, I pray I'm spiritual. I pray I got the book in me and the Lord in me and the, and the Spirit's guiding me and directing me and I'm filled with the Spirit. Why? I need to be spiritual. You need to be spiritual. But the Lord knows when that's a little crack in there and you grieve the spirit or you quench the spirit and you think, well, I still got the Holy Spirit. Listen, you're saved. You can never lose the Holy Spirit. But that does not mean that's the spirit that's controlling you. See, you can be deceived. We can be deceived by our kids just because they're with us and doing it. They take a Bible and they pray and our grandkids and those kinds. I get it all the time. Oh, my God, my grandson's so godly. My granddaughter's so godly. And then they start listening to all the things they're doing. I'm like, what in the world? How's that godliness? What's your definition of godliness? You're being deceived. So he comes in here in Galatians chapter 3, 6, verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens. That's what you did this morning when you pray. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, well, I'm spiritual. Okay, you are to be spiritual. But it's one thing to be spiritual and be humble and have the humility of Christ in there and be prideful. Just because you have knowledge doesn't mean you're spiritual. Here's where us Bible believers can run into some, some roadblocks. Just because you know how to rightly divide the word of God, just because you know Genesis 1 and Genesis 1, 1 and 1, 2, and you can do some things, and you can go to the book of Acts, and you can rightly divide the book of Acts, and Matthew, and Hebrews, and those kind of things, and Old Testament and New Testament, and you know there's a pre-tribulation rapture, and you know there's other raptures that happened in the tribulation time, and you know some things, and you got some things about that stuff. That does not mean you're spiritual. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Don't sit here this morning and think just because I walked into a Bible-believing Baptist church out there means I'm spiritual. You can be being deceived. So he comes in here in verse 3. For the man think himself to be something when he is what? Man, you might want to get a hold of that. Man, you know what I am? I'm a dirtball nothing up here. The only thing that gives me anything is Jesus Christ in me. That's it. If I don't have the Spirit of God inside of me, controlling me, giving me unction, and giving me help, giving you the Word of God, go home. You'll be better off on your own reading a book than getting it from me this morning. I'm a nothing, but the only thing that gives us anything is Jesus Christ. But don't you ever think you're something? You just think, God, well, and don't go so the opposite way. Well, I'm nothing. God can't do anything. He saved you. He can, he's in you. He can help you. He'll do something with you. Funny how, how we take everything to extremes. I'm just a nothing. You're his child this morning. If you're saved, you belong to him. He placed his spirit in you. 
He gave you his book. He gave you all kinds of instructions in there for things you're to do for him, not for you, for him. Problem is we got our eyes on ourselves. Our future is all about me instead of him. You know what your future is? You die, you rapture, and you go to heaven. And everything you do from now to then, you get rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ. That's it. That's it. So he comes in here. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Pride opens the floodgates. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Bible says knowledge puffeth up. Knowledge can just lead you to pride. It's what you do with the knowledge you gain. Brother Anthony said it yesterday, doctrine. He went out there and preached on the street. You know what he gave? He put to practice the doctrine that he's learned. That's what we're supposed to do, ladies and gentlemen. We can get deceived by just knowing doctrine. It's not what you know. It's what you do with what you know. I ain't saying that again because that's too many W's. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Look at verse 18, please. Let no man, you can turn that air conditioner back off for a minute, please. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, <laughs> sounds like pride, right? Let him become a fool. It better be a fool than think you're something you're not. That he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Fox News is foolishness with God. CNN's foolishness with God. MSNBC's foolishness with God. YouTube News, Google News, I don't care, whatever you're, wherever you're getting it. For the wisdom of this world, well, I know, preacher, I know what's going on. I heard it on the news. <laughs> you're being deceived. You know what that brings? It brings fear. It brings worry. It brings anxiety. You're losing a trust in the Lord. You're given a place. So he says again, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness, in their own craftiness, thinking you know something when you don't. <laughs> well, I know, preacher. Do you really know? I ask myself the same question. Do I really know? The only way you're going to know is from that book right there. Well, I know, I got it all figured out, you know, I got, it, I, got, I got, you know, all kinds of places and sources I can go to. There's one source that's all truth, and that's your King James Bible. Don't let the deception get out there. Please take your Bible and go to Titus chapter 3. Now, again, this is you, us deceiving our own selves. Don't let, listen, don't be deceived by that. Let no man deceive himself, himself, himself. Are you deceiving yourself this morning? Are you thinking you're spiritual when you're not? You got the deception of the devil going? You think you're in the will of God? And well, what's the will of God? The will of God is the word of God. Well, I just think there's one person on this planet that God made somewhere around the world, and one day we're just going to come together out of the providential, you know, sovereignty of God, and we're just going to meet. No, 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 no. You pray over marrying someone that wants to serve the Lord. And someone else is praying over someone that wants to serve the Lord. The Lord brings you together. You want to serve the Lord and those kind of things along the line there. And then you get a hold of that thing and stuff like that. Then you can come into those kind of things and stuff like that. But here, it's to understand the deception that can go on. So he says here, <clears throat> Titus chapter 3, the deception, being deceived. Look at verse number 
three, two, one. Blast off. Let's go, Lord. Let's get out of here. After what I witnessed the last couple of days, man, I can't wait to get out of here. Not just my own life. Riley's okay. I mean, she's going through it. I mean, it's hard. It's difficult. Watch your kid go through that kind of stuff. Man, she spiked a spinal headache on the day she was supposed to go home. About one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That little girl, man, she just didn't know how to handle it. I mean, she's in there moaning and groaning, and it was, it was bad, and they couldn't fix it for a while, so she had to endure it. But aren't you glad you got the Lord? But all those other people in there, man, they're still going through it. Oh, man, be gracious as the Lord. I got it. He's not willing any to perish, and I want all men to be saved like God wants to be saved. That's my heart. I don't want to be deceived by that. But listen, he's God. He knows when. Don't be deceived. Well, you know, no, no, no. You trust God, even with the rapture. So it comes in here, Titus chapter 3, verse number 1. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man. Just some real, real principles here. To, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes, here you go, here's where you were, sometimes were foolish, disobedient. What's the next word, please? Deceived. Serving diverse lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. So he's telling you, listen, you know, you know what lost people are today? If you're not saved today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, can I just tell you, you're in deception. You're being deceived by the devil that you think you're going to be all right with God and someday you'll just make it to heaven. And as the Pope tells you or other religions tell you, you know, all men go to heaven, all people go to heaven. Yeah, that's the deception of the devil. That Bible clearly tells you you must be born again. It must be a day and time in your life when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. It talks about before you got saved, you were deceived. So it was there. Take your Bible and go to 1 John. 1 John. We're in Sunday school. I'm going to run you some verses. Mark them in your Bible. You need these verses marked. Why? Because none of us are beyond being deceived. If the Lord doesn't step in in the tribulation time, he's going to deserve the very elect. Don't you think he can deceive the church today? Don't you think he is deceiving the church today? Don't you think there's a bunch of people think they're having church that aren't really having church? Don't you think there's a bunch of people that think they have a Bible in their hand that don't have a Bible in their hand this morning? You see the deception that's going on? It's all around you. It's all around you. So here in 1 John, I think it is. Yeah, here we go. Just, just, just running the word deceived, deception, deceit in your Bible. If... If, and you know, the, you know the context here. The context is fellowship. I'm going to get to that in the next message possibly if we, don't, if we move off from this. You know what you should value more than anything in your life is your fellowship with Jesus Christ. No other relationship matters than your, more than your relationship with God. No other relationship. That's what Abraham got to at that point when he was willing to kill his son. You realize he killed his son in his heart because he had already gotten the knife out and he was ready to come down. Aren't you glad Hebrews 4.12 is in the Bible? You know what Hebrews 4.12 does? He says he knows even the intents and the thoughts of your heart. He knew the intent of Abraham's heart, and he said, good enough. Appreciate it. What's the intent of your heart this morning? Does God know the intent of your heart to be in fellowship with him and obey him and not be deceived and not get my, deceive my own self and to stay in fellowship? What's he know about you this morning? Because he knows. He knows. First John chapter 1. He's talking about fellowship here. Look at seven. If we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive what? Listen, 
Don't be, don't be deceived with some of those teachings and preachings and false teachings out there. Once you get saved, you never sin again. That's not true. That's a lie. That's a deception. You're going to fight that flesh all the way to your grave or to the rapture. That's why you better die to that flesh every day. Why? You can end up back in a pig slop as soon as you came out of the pig slop, got saved. You can go right back there. You can be deceived. You can deceive yourself. Well, I'm good. Jesus lives in me. There's nothing I, nothing I won't ever sin again. That's a deception of the devil. <clears throat> so don't be deceived by that. Go to James chapter 1, please. You know what happens to people that deceive themselves. You know sometimes you can become self-delusioned. You know as much as self-delusional people out there. They've, 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 they've told a lie for so long that lie has become a truth to them, and that's what they believe now, that who they are. I'm spiritual, I'm spiritual, I'm spiritual. And the whole time the Lord's in there saying, you're not spiritual at all. I'm spiritual, I'm good, I'm good. I mean, I'm in step with the Lord, I'm walking with the Lord. And the whole time the Lord's trying to get in there. And by the time you stop listening to the Lord and grieve the Spirit and that kind of stuff there, now you become so self-delusioned and deceived by the devil that you think you're okay. You don't ever have to go to an altar. You don't ever have to get on your feet, uh, knees and confess your sins to God. Man, I'm, 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 I'm clean as the driven snow. I mean, I'm, I'm right at the foot of Jesus Christ all the time, right at the foot of the cross all the time. There's deception in that stuff. But you got yourself so believing that I'm so spiritual because I carry a King James Bible and I can rightly divide the word of truth and I'm a dispensationalist and I go to a Bible-believing church and you should do all of the above. But don't get deceived that that's what makes you spiritual. What makes you spiritual is your walk with the Lord. Amen, amen. And being willing to obey the Lord. I'll give you a, a thought. The devil cannot deceive you. I told you this at the beginning. I'm going to rehash it right here. You know what the devil knows? The devil knows who he has to work with. You know the devil knows when I'm out of fellowship? You know the devil's a roaring? You know what lions do when they see their prey? They pounce on it. They devour it. Don't you think the devil has a roaring lion? He's walking about seeking whom he may what? Yeah, hey, there's a little bit of pride in Aaron's heart right there. Let's get him. Why? A little pride opens him up to us. He's, he's prime, man, that's prime bait right there, boy. Let me see. I know his weaknesses. Let me hit him here. Let me hit him right here. Don't you think the devil tried to get me over the last couple of days? Don't you think I might have had some weak moments? Don't you think I might have had some pride getting some things and some things? Maybe you also. Let me just be personal with you. You can take care of yourself. Why? Because as soon as I point out to you, and you know what you need? You need preaching. That's why you come to church. Don't you ever stop wanting preaching. Until I die, I'm going to preach at you. Right at you. That target fixation is targeted right on all of you. That book right there. As long as I'm in that book, I'm okay. Amen. And as long as I'm in that book, you're okay. Because you're getting what you need. Now, you can do with what you want. That's up to you. Amen, amen. Don't you think the devil might not just be going right up? Only, only the Spirit of God. You Don't you think the devil's in here too? No, I pray he gets out. I pray the Lord puts him and binds him outside those doors so only the Spirit of God has access in here today to you. But don't you think he might not looking at your heart right now? Ooh, there's one sitting in church. They're so mad. They want to get up and walk out right now. I can get them. I can get him. I can get her. I'll just keep pouring a little of that deception in there. Matter of fact... I'm pretty sure there's a passage in Kings there that the Lord went ahead and sent that lying spirit down there. So if they want to believe, I'll, don't worry about it. You don't want me, I don't, I, I, no problem. 
No problem. I gave you. You're still saved. You're still coming to heaven. Watch out for the judgment seat of Christ. Watch out for the loss of rewards. Watch out for the loss of inheritance. But you're still going to come to heaven. But while you're down there, if you don't want me, I'll just let you go right off into that ditch. Wow. That scares me. I think that's what scared Abraham. He knew he needed God more than he needed Isaac. He was willing to lay Isaac on the altar to stay in fellowship with God. Because is he not called a friend of God after that? Right there in Genesis 15, he's called a friend of God. You know how he showed himself to be a friend of God? He was willing to obey God. So he can't deceive. Now, if you're filled with the Spirit and you're walking with the Lord and you're close with the Lord, the Bible says resist the devil and he will what? doesn't say fight the devil. He just says resist the devil. That's a blessing, man. I'm glad. Listen, just I'll, I'll come to Job maybe. I mean, I'm all over the place right now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you could turn that air conditioner back down. I'm sweating. I'm dripping. I took my shirt off and grossed you out. Not this shirt. It's my suit jacket. I'm sorry. I don't even know what I was going to say about Job. Let's just go on. I grossed myself out. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Deception. Can I tell you this? Sometimes what you know, what you know can be used as the devil to be a deception to you. Well, I know, preacher. I know how many times. I know what the Bible says about that. I don't care what you know. What are you doing with it? The devil doesn't care you know it. The devil just wants to stop you from putting it to practice. You might write that down in your heart somewhere. Devil, hey, listen, gain all the knowledge you want. Knowledge, I mean, knowledge. I, I'm a, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He don't care how much knowledge you gain. Matter of fact, gain all the knowledge you can because then you think it's you. I want to make sure you put that knowledge to practice. Now, there's what he doesn't want you to do. And when you're now filled with the Spirit and you're walking in the Spirit and you're led by the Spirit and you're doing what the book tells you to do, now the devil has to flee. Praise the Lord. So he comes in here in James chapter 1. And here it comes. Here's how you deceive yourself. We were just here a few months ago back there in, on Thursday nights. Look at verse 21. Verse 22. Talking about Abraham here. He says, See, seest thou... How faith wrought with his works. I'm in two. I need, I need to be in 122. Sorry. 122. I was going to say, I, 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 don't, I can't even rest that to get to where I'm going to get. That was funny. <laughs> if I can't laugh at myself, who can I laugh at, right? You should be able to laugh a little. Now, listen, foolish jesting gets you in a lot of trouble. Don't you make jokes about other people. You can joke about yourself. Man, don't make jokes about your wife. Amen. Amen. Don't make her the laughing stock. Don't make her the, 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 don't need the, the butt of every joke. She's your wife. If you're going to joke about anything, joke about yourself. I mean, I got enough I can say about myself to make you all laugh, and it's all true. Amen. I appreciate my wife. Man, I saw her in action the last couple of days. Man, I'm glad I'm not a woman. I'm glad I'm not a mother. She's gone without sleep for about 72 hours. She sat there. She came out of surgery. I was ready to go home, man. I didn't want to have to deal with all that. That was too much, man. I'm looking at her, and, man, she's got all this stuff, and she needs her fate and all this kind of stuff. And the only time she wake up, she says, oh, I hurt. Oh, I hurt. Oh, make it go away, Mommy. Make it go away, Mommy. 
I'm a dad, man. I'm running. I can't, I can't take that. She sat right there, pulled up that chair, and she never moved. She sat there day and night, man, still sleeping by her. I appreciate that. Some of you don't want to be mothers. You consider some of that stuff down the road. You got to take care of those kids. I saw some dads in there. I said, so is your wife getting something to eat? No, she's not here. So you got a little baby. Yeah, but she's on drugs. She's drugged out right now. She don't care about the baby. Well, I appreciate you got her, sir. But I don't know how you can handle that thing. I, start, I mean, I'll be, I'll be praying for you. I mean, I haven't forgot those guys' faces. They got these little strollers. They're just wheeling them in, and they got the, all this, just, just like Siskari's, all the stuff, and these little babies. I'm like, yeah, I've been here for weeks. What about your job? Got to take care of the baby. My mom's coming to help in a few days. She's trying to get off work to come help. Listen, you mothers, that's a blessing to take care of your kids. It's a blessing you still got a right mind today. Blessing to love the Lord. Love the Lord, you love your kids. Thank God, man. Thank God, thank God. You can learn a lot in those places. I tell you all the time, a couple places you might want to visit in your life is a NICU unit, a prison, a psycho ward. Amen, amen. And I forgot the fourth one, but okay. Why? Thank God for a sound mind, a sane minded psych ward. They don't even know who they are, where they're at, what they're doing. Screams like you never heard. To me, to me, and I know there's no hell on earth, but to me, it's the closest thing to hell I've ever heard. They got them so drugged out, and they're so. And I went in there, and the guy's running around the place, and they're chasing him. He's just stark naked. He's just running around, and he's screaming, and he's flailing, and they're trying to get him down. And once they get him down, all they do is inject more into him, and just. So if you're sitting this morning here with a little bit of a sound mind, you just thank God for that. Thank God for that. But by the grace of God, you get caught in the deception of the devil. You never know how far sin will take you. And sin, the end of sin is death. James 1.22. Here, here's your answer. Here's your answer, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you can be deceived by what you've learned. Well, I know everything. I'm good. Well, look at verse 22. But be you, but be ye, please say the next word. You better underline that. And not just what? If you're here just to hear the word of God today, you're going to get deceived. You've, you've given a place for the devil because you're not, you're not taking what you heard. You're not taking the doctrines that Brother John's been teaching you in the book of Romans. Well, I love the book of Romans. I am learning so much. I mean, I just learned so much. Oh, man, the teaching is so wonderful and it's so good. And it is, but what are you doing with it? If all you're doing is taking it in, taking it in, taking it in, being a hearer, I'm telling you, the devil knows. And the deception of yourself, well, I'm spiritual. I can teach the book of Romans. I've heard it now maybe three times, maybe four times. I read it through myself, man. Now I could get up there and teach what brother. Yeah, yeah, careful with that deception. It's not what you know. It's what you do with what you know. So he comes in here, but be you doers of the word and not hearers. Only, but you know what comes at the end of the, at the end of the thing? There's a famine in the land of even hearers. Nowadays, it's so deceived that people don't even Christians say people don't even want to hear the word of God anymore. 
How do you get to that place in your life where you don't want to hear the word of God being saved? Knowing what Jesus Christ did for you, the suffering he went through and died for you on that cross to save your soul, to get you out of hell. What would make it come to the point that you don't even want to hear his words anymore? The deception. Second Corinthians chapter 4, please. Just because you know something someone else doesn't know doesn't mean you're spiritual. Well, you know, I preach, I, I mean, I, I talk to Christians all the time. I mean, they just don't even know the Bible, and I know the Bible. Well, praise the Lord you know the Bible, but what are you doing with the Bible? That's the question. What are you doing with what you know? Second Corinthians chapter 4, I think. I'll get there. Look at verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness. And here it is. You say, well, only preachers. This is only for preachers. This is for every saved person there is, every lost person there is. You know, a lost person handles the word of God deceitfully because they don't think they need to be saved, and they need to be saved. Now, they don't understand the things of God, but they can understand they're lost. Now, the Bible says you must be born again. And in your mind, the devil comes in, picks up that seed, deceives them. They say, I don't need Jesus. Oh, you're wrong. You need Jesus. But listen, look what you can do. Look what I can do. I don't want to be guilty of this. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty and not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Can I ask you a question? Do you deceive yourself by his own words? You ever twisted someone's words to get what you want out of their words? You heard it the way you want to hear it? You receive it the way you want to receive it instead of how it's being told to you? How it's being said? Just sit down with some people for some time and give some counsel and give some things along the line. You say one thing, and later on down there, you'll see how they took that thing, and they just deceitfully used that thing and said, no, I heard what he said, but I just kind of went. Don't do that with that book. And we're good at it. We can get in there and say, well, I got a verse. You sure that's the verse God gave you? Or you got a little bit of deceit in your heart, and so the devil knows that. Your flesh knows that. You deceive yourself. You pick up that thing, and you begin to, oh, hold on now. Just a warning to you. Just a warning to you, a warning, just warning you. You know, verse Second Peter said, take heed, take heed. You might want to take heed this morning. Search me, O Lord. Lord, is there, am, I being, am I deceiving my own self this morning? I'm dressed right, look right, smell right, got everything right, got the Bible right, got the right church, got the right doctrine, got the right music, got all the right things on the outside, but what about the inside? And you know who knows the inside? God, you, and the devil. Now, what's in the well comes out the bucket, and what's in your heart comes out your mouth, and it begins to reveal itself, but no one knows you like God knows you. I'm going to say that again to you. No one knows you like God knows you. You don't even know yourself like God knows you. But you do know Jeremiah 17, where it says that heart's deceitful. It's wicked. Wicked. You mean I got wickedness in me? Yeah, you got wickedness in you, right in that heart. And if you don't keep that book, keeping that wickedness out, that wickedness will come out. You'll be in deception. I got a few minutes. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Verse 
I know this is helping you because it helped me. It's always good to get an inventory and say, all right, Lord, try my heart this morning. Search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way where in me. In me. I have you in Matthew. Go to, hold your hand in Matthew. Go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Quote this verse often, but I always misquote it, so I'm going to read it to you. I always say, thy word have I hid in my heart. Here it is. I got it right now. Psalm 119, 111. Well, 9. 119, 9. Wherewithal shall a young man, what, his ways? So your ways need what? Your ways need cleansed. If you esteem yourself more highly than you ought and you think, oh, I'm spiritual and I'll never sin and I'd always do everything right and, you know, just I'm a Bible believer, I got knowledge, I got this, I got this. I'm telling you, sometimes you need a cleansing. And so he comes in here and he says, wherewithal shall a young man t- cleanse his way? And he just tells you in Peter, I, re- I read it to you on Thursday, he said it to you again. He warns you again here in Psalms by taking heed. You know what keeps you from taking heed? Pride. That's not me, preacher. You're not preaching to me today. Okay. First of all, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to preach in the spirit of God to preach it to you. He'll take it right to your heart because he knows your heart. I don't know your heart. I feel like I've been out of the world for like the last two weeks. I, but the Lord knows everything. So I've been gone two weeks. Oh, it says here, Aaron, let me just put this on you a little bit here. Just, just go this direction. Sit back there, pray, read the Bible, ask the Lord some things and stuff like that. He said, just, 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 just go with what... It seems like it's wrapping up, doesn't it? And if you're coming to a time where he's going to deceive the whole world in the very elect during the tribulation, don't you think he might be starting a little bit more right now, just getting a little taste of it? Right in churches, right among Bible believers, right among saved people here, just getting a book out of church, getting hymns out of church, getting other things out of church, and filling with everything else and all the cares of the world and all that kind of stuff and making it look like prosperity. This is where we're coming to in Matthew. Just because you have something doesn't mean you're spiritual. Amen. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're spiritual. Look at Matthew 13. It said, that word ever hid in my heart back there in 119. I didn't continue to read because time is going by. Maybe I will continue this in the next service. We'll see. Matthew 13. Brother John was just here a couple months ago in Bible Institute went through the 13. Well, she said, I know about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, and I, I know the earthly kingdom, and I know the spiritual kingdom, and I appreciate being taught that. It makes that Bible make a whole lot of sense to me there, and I know we're not looking to build a kingdom down here. Thank God we're not amillennialist or postmillennialist, and we're not trying to bring in the kingdom, and I appreciate all that. I'm not living, to, I'm not so spiritual I can bring in the kingdom. I got all that. Praise the Lord, you got all that. Amen. We're not bringing in any kingdom. We don't fix the world. He comes and fixes the world. Amen. But in the meantime, while you're going through this thing, look at Matthew 13, look at verse number 20. 18, parable of the sower. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone, anyone, are you in anyone? You're in anyone. Heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not. Then cometh the wicked one. Well, that's Revelation 12, 9. That old serpent, the dragon, the devil, the ser- that wicked one. But you know you have wickedness in your heart also. So that wicked one, that catcheth away that which was sown in the heart. Oh, here we go. So it's in my heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed in stony places, the same as he that heareth the word. And Anna with joy received it. Yea, hath he not root in himself, but doeth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word... 
Peter told you, think it not a strange thing when fiery trials come. But if you don't have that word rooted in you, it'll uproot you. You don't be deceived. You got it rooted in you. You know when you'll know you got it rooted in you? Like Job, when you're tested. When you're tested. You don't want to be deceiving yourself that you're ready for the test. But look what he says. 22. He also that received seed. Here it is. Seed. And I'll tell you all the time. There's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is perfect. The seed is the word of God. Now, today, you can go out in the garden. When I was a kid, we used to plant a garden there, and you put some seeds in the ground, and sometimes there those seeds, and sometimes it wouldn't, it, there was something wrong with the seed. It wouldn't come up. There's nothing wrong with the seed because the seed's the word of God. It's perfect. The problem is the ground. The problem is the ground, the soil, the dirt, the dirt ball. You know you came from dirt. Now, ladies, you came from the rib, but, man, you came from dirt, ultimately from dirt, dust from dust, and dust you're going back. So he comes in here and he says, we see it seen among the thorns. So he got some thorns. Uh-oh. Man, we get rid of these thorns. It's he that heareth the word. And here it comes. And the care of this world. And the deceitfulness of. Isn't that the message today? Prosperity? Isn't that the message today? Isn't that seen where the deceitfulness comes from the devil, deceiving yourself, and the enemy comes in there and now begins to deceive you, and you're deceived by riches. You're deceived by what you have instead of who you have. See, just because you have things doesn't mean you're spiritual. It's who you have and who's controlling you. The Spirit of God inside of you. Don't be deceived by, rich, by, by riches. Riches doesn't cure you. He says, well, the cares of this world... And so all the cares, all my cares would be help, all my cares would be gone if I just got a million dollars. Probably the reason why you don't get a million dollars is because the Lord knows your heart. And probably knows that you wouldn't do with the million that you think you would do with the million. You wouldn't control the dollars, the dollars would control you. Have you ever just thanked God he didn't make you a millionaire? I know that's hard because you all want to be millionaires. You think it would just be perfect if I had money and all those kind of things. You're perfect because you have Jesus. That's what gets you through life. And the cares of the world. Maybe if you were a rich man, you would have never gotten saved. Maybe if you had wealth today, you wouldn't trust the Lord like you're trusting him today. Maybe you would let the deception of your bank account control you instead of trusting in the Lord. Aren't you glad the Lord knows? Have you ever just bowed your head and just thank him and be content with what you have? And if he gave you wealth and you could control it, you might want to bow your head and say, thank you, Lord, the money didn't control me. I appreciate it, Lord. Appreciate the opportunity to be able to use it for you and put it in the right hands, Lord, and it's all yours. It all belongs to you. If we get to it here in a moment here, Lord, I didn't get anything on this on my own. You gave it all to me, Lord, and it all belongs to you. Appreciate it, Lord. So he's talking about that ground, and we get to be seen by prosperity many times. You know, the Bible says, wealth gotten by vanity shall what? Diminish. You ever studied lottery winners? I got three minutes. You ever, study, you ever studied lottery winners? I know. I realize you might not study that stuff. It doesn't even enter your mind. But it enters mine because I read the Bible and you read the Bible. Why is it, thing, have you ever studied, now listen to me, I'll be done. You kids that are waiting for your grandparents to die and your parents to die so you can get money. I said that with a straight face. That's truth. It's the truth. Now that's not everybody. But that's what they're waiting on. Well, life will get better once mom and dad die because we get their money. Parents, spend it all. Make them trust God. 
Enjoy it. You earned it. You worked for it. I got it. The Bible says you can leave me a little bit high. Don't get me wrong. Don't take it. Don't go extreme to extreme. But listen to me, kids. Just because you get something you didn't work for, just because it is inherited, better be careful. The deception of, well, now I have money could ruin you. Amen, amen. I didn't get an amen from the kids, but I got it. I'm a kid. Preacher, you're old. I'm a kid. I'm closer to that scenario than most of you youngins in here. Not that my dad has anything. But every time, my son's not back there. Every time we go with, with him on a trip, one minute, and I'll let you out. I am going to continue this, maybe, because there's good preaching still to go in that thing. Every time we go with him on a trip, Jack's in the car, and he's like, yeah, I'd like to go to Alaska next year with you, son, Jack. Why? Well, because I might not be alive. Better do it while I'm still alive. Why? He's getting older. Everything's like, and you start thinking about that when you get older, right? Don't have as much time. Let's do some things. And I'm thinking, all Jack's thinking in the back seat is he gets your gun. He gets your hunting spot. I'm just kidding. He's not in here. It's not what he thinks. He doesn't like, he doesn't like when Grandpa talks that way either. But listen to me. That's the deceitfulness. Money is not the answer. Prosperity is not the answer. That answer is Jesus Christ. And when you get stuff that you didn't work for and by vanity, it says it shall diminish. You better be careful with that stuff. Heavenly Father, Lord, we'll pick it up in the next hour. Lord, appreciate it.